Hello, it's Denise from Women Beyond a Certain Age. It's just me and Cindy today. Diane will be back next time. I wanted to talk today about dealing with difficult people. Now, this is because I constantly, on social media, I see people dealing with difficult people, or worse, they don't. They're getting frustrated. They're getting angry. They say things that they might regret later. They're not trying to find a solution to the problem. They're just trying to win. See, and that's what I boil a lot of dealing with difficult people down to. On Facebook, in a group that is about women chefs, I'm constantly seeing posts from young women. Now, I thought we were getting better than this. Since I've been out of school for 30 years, I thought it was somewhat better. But I see young women that are starting out in kitchens, still talking about the same old stuff, okay? Harassment on the job, bullying on the job, abusive behavior from males in the kitchen. Okay. Well, I'm terribly disappointed that this is still going on. And I write about this recently in several pieces that I've been writing for my memoir. When I read the writing back to myself, what I wrote, I think to myself, well, I would have been better equipped now because I have a, I'm a little older, but I can really see that in my career, I made boundaries. Okay. And that's the first thing that I want to say about dealing with difficult people. If people, whatever, if it's in work, if it's your job, if it's your boss, if it's your husband, you have to find tools and things that you can do to make it less difficult or you're, it's not, it's going to fail. Okay. You're going to end up quitting your job. You're going to end up divorcing your husband. You're going to end up hating your kid. You're going to end up not being able to go onto Facebook because, oh, all people do is is argue. You're not going to enjoy Twitter because there's a brilliance to Twitter. Not all of it, but there's some brilliance to Twitter. You're going to, instead of facing the problem, you're backing away from it. Now, There is a wonderful situation, you know, as we've had the Me Too movement, there has been a little success that women are able to come out and say more about things like sexual harassment. And there are human resource departments in most restaurants or in businesses nowadays. But let me tell you, in my day, there wasn't. And when I was talking to Cindy about this before we started, as Cindy said very smartly, as always, human resources is working for the company, okay? So you may go in there as an employee and complain, but really what they're trying to do is they want to clean the problem up because they are working for the company. So I think that you can't depend. See, when I, I'll just put it this way. When I was in chef school, they're just, first of all, there were very few women. So because of that, they weren't even prepared for us, okay? And I think they were annoyed that we got to get in, to be perfectly honest with you. I used to say almost every day to somebody in school, you know, the Constitution of the United States allows me to go to school here. And they would just grumble and grumble and walk away. Now, if I hadn't learned to deal with difficult people, chefs, maitre d's, waiters, I couldn't have run my business. Okay. That's all I can tell you. 
um, there's always going to be difficult people. So it's learning how to handle them. Now, one of the things that I love is Cindy goes to an advice column that's on the internet called Captain Awkward. And this woman has fantastic advice, okay, for all different... It's like, I guess it's the newfangled Dear Abby. <laughs> when I was a kid, we had Dear Abby in the newspaper. And if someone was awful, the sister-in-law was rude to you or whatever happened, you would write to Dear Abby and get advice. But the rules haven't changed that much about dealing with difficult people. I think the first thing you have to do, and this is what I, I found, is that, one, I speak the truth. Okay, right away. If it, and it can be as simple as if you're dealing with a bully or someone, you can say to them very nicely, I don't care for the way you're speaking to me. If you tell them immediately, then your second one is setting that boundary. So you don't tell them once, you tell them twice, you tell them three times. You set the boundary. And it, that way you're not being aggressive, okay? You can just do it in a voice that's calm and say, let me tell you, I don't care for the way you're speaking to me. And, or it's like, I've had this with friends where you can say to someone, if they're a good friend, you need to be honest and say, you know, that just hurt my feelings. And I've had people say that to me. I learned a great lesson from it when I said something that was inappropriate to a good friend and they told me that, okay, instead of just deciding not to speak to me again. I think that you have to set boundaries and then you have to tell them that there's going to be consequences if their behavior doesn't change. Now, it may not be that dramatic. You may be able to speak to someone and just say, you know, I, you know, the old expression, and this was really goes all the way back to my grandmother, that you catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. And I say that all the time. My husband says, Jesus Christ, that's like the oldest expression in the world. What does it even mean? I said it means most of the time how we speak to people Okay, our tone of voice. Are we yelling? Like we all know difficult people that just start yelling when they want to say something, which usually just ramps up the aggression or the tension in the room. You need to have calm energy. It's like when you speak to a dog. If you speak to a dog in a sweet tone, you're better off than if you're hurting that dog, okay, or yelling at that dog. So it's pretty simple. I have found one of the first things you need to learn to do is how to say no. So you set boundaries, and then you say to them, no. No, you can't speak to me like that. No, I'm not going to do it that way. No, I don't think that's the smartest plan for us. I don't know why it's so difficult, but women are not taught to say no. I don't know if we, when we're supposed to learn this, but learning to say no is a big issue. Okay, so and when I talk to very to a lot of friends and they are upset, I just got a text yesterday. Wonderful woman doing a little recipe development for a company that she was so excited to get the job. Now this is no, she's a very mature, she's mature, meaning not she's not a spring chicken, she's not ancient like me. She's she's right in the middle. But when she went back into negotiations with them. They changed the rules, okay? And all of a sudden said, oh, we need you to give us another recipe, but no, we're not going to pay for that. It, you're always supposed to give somebody two or three recipes for the cost of one. And she messaged me, and I said, no, that's not correct. And she said, well, are they just trying to play me? And I said, uh-huh. And she said, they're trying to cheat me? I said, uh-huh. She said, well, they're being difficult. I said, they are. I said, the first word you say is no. 
And I said, now, why do women not want to say no? And a lot of men don't want to, it's not just women. Some men don't want to say no. I've always been with men that had no problem saying no. Isn't that interesting? I guess that says something about me. But you say no, that's not what we agreed on. That isn't the rule we had. Now, hopefully you have a little deal memo in writing. But bottom line, you need to learn to say no. Okay. With difficult people. I've had friends that are always the ones that say that always make up plans then that I don't want to do. So will I say, well, let's get together. And I've learned they're not the kind of person that I could say, sure, it'll just be fine. We'll hang out because their idea of hanging out is they're going to drag me to someplace that I don't want to go. Or all of a sudden they've bought tickets for something that I don't want to see. You get my drift. So I've learned that you need to be very, very clear with everyone, even more so with difficult people. The other thing that I've found is with reinforcing consequences, sometimes they're dramatic, sometimes they're not. And I give you this one, and this was dramatic, but it all plays back into making your position known, finding boundaries, and being consistent in your behavior with someone. I was the first woman to work on a cruise ship, and it was called American Hawaii Lines. And we went around the Hawaiian Islands, and I got to work on it because of an internship through the CCA. So that I went with two men, and when I got there, they did not know what to do with me. I don't know if they, which has happened to me before in my life, if they didn't read my name, if they thought it was Dennis. But when I got there, they were absolutely unprepared for me. They had to throw me into a room with the cocktail waitresses because there were no rooms for women chefs. Everybody, you had to share with rooms. But anyway, it was the best experience and the reason why. So then I scooped ice cream for two, two weeks. And I went to the executive chef and I said, you know, thank you so much for letting me be here. But I really wanted to work the line because I need experience working the line. And if you don't know what the line is, if you've never worked in the kitchen, that's the hotline. I wanted to work the grill. I wanted to make the sauces. I wanted to make stock. I wanted to roast meats. I wanted to work the line when you're putting the, all the finished food on the plate to go out to the dining room. And the executive chef was this wonderful man who looked at me and said, oh, honey. And he always spoke in cowboy talk. And I don't know why. He was tall, absolutely beautiful, tall black man. And he always said things like, get on your pony and ride. And little lady, you'll have to get out of that corral. And I never really knew what he was saying, to be perfectly honest with you, because I don't speak cowboy talk. Okay. But, and then he said to me, okay, I'll put you on the line. And he turned me over to the sous chef who was in charge of the hotline. And there were 30 guys that worked the cruise ship because, you know, on the hotline, they've got, you've got all sorts of stations. There's the saute station, the grill, the blah, blah, blah. Now, they had never seen a woman in this kitchen. I might as well have been naked, okay? Because when I walked in and all these guys stood there and the chef said, the sous chef said, okay, this is Denise. She's going to work with William. And William did the saute station, the veal paprika, the fish in the sauce. Those are, that's what the saute, the, you know, it's in a, in a pan, in a flash in a pan recipe. So William could not have been nicer. He had been a Navy chef, got a job on the cruise ship. He was just the biggest love to me and was so kind to me and wanted to help me. Okay. He also liked me because I never sat down, you know, never, I didn't fool around. I was there to do a job and I wanted to do a good job. So William was my savior, but William said to me, 
as I started in the kitchen, he said, now, sweetie, you know, these guys are going to harass you. Some of these guys are going to give you a tough time. And I said, okay. And I'd been in school for six months, so I knew that that was from the chefs. I said, okay, I'm ready for it. And then I kept getting pinched really pinched. I mean, pinched where my roommate said, what happened? I said, this guy pinched me. And I would say to the guy, stop, don't do that again. Now I was very direct, but that one may have stopped. But then the next day I had another one. There was a line of pinching, pinching. And when they walk up behind you guys, chef would walk up behind you and kind of nuzzle your neck, totally uninvited. So to every one of them, I made a very clear point. I'd say, stop it. I'm not here for that. It's inappropriate and stop it. But then when I complained, I didn't complain to William. William. William saw it happening. He said, Denise, you have to give these guys consequences. I said, what do you mean? He said, you're standing next to the hot fryer. He said, you take that cup. There's always a cup in the hot fryer. So if you're going over the top of something, you a long, on a ladle, like a ladle, on, uh, but more of a cup on the end. And he said, you take that cup and you fling some hot, hot oil at those guys who leave you alone. And I said, oh, William, I can't do that. And then guess what? I found out I could do that. And I only had to do it once. And I flung the hot oil over three guys that were harassing me. And you know what? Cleaned it up, put some salt down so nobody would slip, and I moved on. That was the last time I was harassed in that kitchen. So I made my position known. Now, that was pretty dramatic. But you know what? Okay. When you worked in a kitchen in those days, you guys, when I came home, my mother said, you've changed. <laughs> I said, I have, mother. I learned a lot of things because, you know, I didn't learn those things being a Marin County princess or driving around in my mother's Thunderbird. There just wasn't an opportunity for me to grow. I learned a lot working on the cruise ship, and I learned a lot running kitchens. And more than anything, I learned to get the fullness out of your life is you have to know how to deal with difficult people. Because they're, whether it's your editor, whether it's your mother-in-law, and there's tons of books out there on Amazon, if you, and they're called like Dealing with Difficult People. And I suggest if you've, if you've never read one, you might want to pick one up, buy a used one, because they're, instead of running away from it, I think that it's easiest to just go head on. I have friends that don't like confrontation, and I totally understand that. I have a sister that doesn't like confrontation, but you know what? She got tired of people always stepping on her. And she's so sweet and so kind that finally she has learned that she has to get out there and say to people, and you can say it in the nicest tone possible, don't speak to me that way or I don't like the way you treat me. And most of the time, you know, of course, there's always jerks that will say, I don't care. And then you say, well, okay, then here's what's going to happen. I'm going to either get some hot oil out of the fryer <laughs> or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop speaking to you or I'm going to stop working with you or I'm going to stop sharing with you. So there's always a way to get your point across. Well, that was it. It was just my mini rant on um, dealing with difficult people. I have, I shouldn't say, I have one more thing. And this happens to me on a daily basis, whether it be with a contractor, someone coming here, the phone man, when we, the internet men. And it all comes back to the same expression that my grandmother used to say. If you yell at people... If you immediately attack someone because their job, they, you don't think they're doing their job correctly, they're going to be defensive and you're going to escalate the anger. If you can find a way to say to people, gee, I was so disappointed I bought this brand new TV and, and now it's not working, I'm hoping you'll be able to fix the problem today. That's going to give the person the ability to rise to the occasion without feeling like they're being 
abused. Okay, I think that's it, Miss Cindy. Have I said enough? Miss Cindy always says I've said enough. <laughs> so luckily, I'm very grateful that she still um, she doesn't wear a hearing aid and said, oh, no, I can't hear you. Okay, thanks so much. Now we have so many great things coming up. We have guests coming up. We have giveaways coming up. Most of this information is always on our Woman Beyond a Certain Age Facebook page. Please go to it if you have any questions or anything that you could share with us. Thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs>